0: Want to take your copy of the greatest book ever written and open to the book of Philemon? We'll get there in just a little bit. I've actually been reading through the epistles of Paul and yesterday I came to the book of Philemon and I knew I was coming up to it and the Book of Philemon is one of justices, well, at least was. You know, he thinks, things change as kids grow and they get older and their favorite things change. But for a little while, you know, when he goes to bed at night, he likes to listen to the story hour, Bible story hours. And uh, the story of Philemon and Onesimus was one of his favorites, and he listened to that quite often. And I told him, you know, I'm getting ready to read. The book of Philemon. And so we talked about it a little bit. And then I realized I had the opportunity today to share. And I wondered Lord what the Lord might want to lay on my heart for me to share with you folks. And then he gave me some thoughts from the book of Philemon. And Justice was excited when I found out, when he found out I'm gonna need an Onesimus. You wanna be my Onesimus? Yeah. So he's going to help me in just a little bit this morning. But I'm excited about something else. You know, I've really enjoyed Pastor Stevens been opening it up a little bit more to the group and allowing the group to share. And as excited as I am to be here this morning and share what God has put on my heart to you, I've also been praying that perhaps while we spend some time together, reading this wonderful letter, God might put some things on your heart to share as well, because I think we might have a little bit of time for that. And I would love if God would give us the time to hear some insight that God might give to you as we, as we read the book together. So let me challenge you to use your imaginations to go back to that time. And you can pretend... You're Philemon. You can pretend you're Onesimus. You can pretend you are one of the people who attended the church in the house of Philemon. You see, they really didn't meet in buildings like we're doing today. That really didn't start happening until about the third century. Around AD 200, people started meeting in separate buildings. Until that time, churches were at homes. And Philemon, we find out, is actually opened up his home and the church is meeting there in Colossae at Philemon's house. And so use your imaginations and we're here together this morning and what's going to happen? Well, in just a little bit, Onesimus is going to come out and it's going to get a little chaotic for a little bit. And then Onesimus is going to do something unusual for a slave. He's going to come back. Can I ask you a question this morning? If you were a slave, okay, now pretend you're a slave in, back in AD 60, somewhere in that time period, wherever, and I were to ask you, what do you want more than anything as a slave? What would you say? Freedom. You'd want to get away from that. Who wants to be a slave? Hmm. That's an interesting thought. Well, I'm going to be on Philemon for just a little bit. So if you'll excuse me, I'm a very busy man. And I got some things that I need to take care of. I'll see you later. stage. Okay, go. Well, good morning again. I apologize for the chaos. Things are a bit hectic this morning as I've discovered that one of my slaves have ran away. And he took some property of mine as well. Some money. You know, as a slave owner, slaves don't come by cheap. If I had to buy him, it would have cost me about 500 denarii. Do you know how long it would take the average person to make 500 denarii? About a year and a half. See, technically, as a slave, Philemon, or Onesimus, I'm sorry, is, well, he's my property. He belongs to me, and I need him to make sure that all the work gets done around here. And he's gone this morning. He ran away. Uh, You know what, I guess? I guess he's got now what you guys said that you would want if you were a slave. He's got his freedom. Isn't that good news for Onesimus? He's gone, he's gotten away. And this was common, slaves would run away. And a lot of times they wouldn't get caught. They would go someplace far away and just blend in with the crowd, and that was it. And now, Onesimus, well, he's gone. And I suppose I'll never see him again. Well, you must excuse me once again. Very busy man, lots of things to do, especially since I'm down one worker. mess. You came back. You probably would have spent the money though. It's expensive to run away. I'm surprised to see you. Why did you come back? What do you have here? Why'd you come back? I got saved and wanted to do what's right. You got saved? What is this? It's a letter. Philemon and the church in your house. Who's this from? Paul. My good friend, the Apostle Paul? You met him? Mm -hmm. And now you're saved and you've come back and you want to do what's right? Very interesting. Very interesting. You had what every slave would want. You had your freedom. I have no idea how Onesimus met the Apostle Paul. It's fun to imagine. And I read a few ideas that are interesting to entertain, but the truth is we really don't know. Somehow this, and he literally ran away, didn't he? This runaway slave somehow managed to cross paths with the Apostle Paul. A good friend of mine, a man who led me to the Lord. Sounds like he led you to the Lord as well. And now Onesimus, who had what every slave would want, his freedom. He's came back? What do you think of that? And why did he come back? Because it was the right thing to do. Do you realize that I can have him punished? Severely for what he has done. I'm very interested to find out what the Apostle Paul has written, and I hope you are too. Thank you, Onesimus, for coming back. So imagine, we're there together. We're the church in Philemon's house at Colossae. And there's this letter that... The Apostle Paul, who's a prisoner in Rome, by the way, has written to me, to us. And as I read it, you're imagining you're there, right? My question to you to think about is, how would you respond? How would Philemon respond? This runaway slave has came back. He's going to have to make some decisions. He's got some things to think about. You as the church there with Philemon, you have an opportunity. You might have some counsel for Philemon. There might be some things in this letter that might change your life and challenge you. So let's read it together. This runaway slave comes back with a letter from the Apostle Paul. There's got to be something really good in here. And we're going to read the whole letter together. Are you ready? Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ, and Timothy, our brother, unto Philemon, our dearly beloved and fellow laborer, and to our beloved Aphia, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in thy house. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers. Hearing of thy love and faith, which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and toward all saints, that the communication of thy faith may be effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. For we have great joy and consolation in thy love, because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. Wherefore, though I might be much bold in Christ to enjoin thee, that which is convenient... Yet for love's sake, rather, I beseech thee, being such in one as Paul the aged, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ, I beseech thee for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my bonds, which in time past was to thee unprofitable, but now profitable to thee and to me." "...whom I have sent again, that thou therefore receive him, that is, mine own bowels. Whom I would have retained with me, that in thy stead he might have ministered unto me in the bonds of the gospel. But without thy mind would I do nothing, that thy benefit should not be as it were of necessity, but willingly. For perhaps he therefore departed for a season, that thou shouldest receive him forever, not now as a servant." but above a servant, a brother beloved, especially to me, but how much more unto thee, both in the flesh and in the Lord. If thou count me therefore a partner, receive him as myself. If he hath wronged thee, or oweth thee aught, put that on mine account. I, Paul, have written it with mine own hand, I will repay it, albeit I do not say to thee how thou owest unto me, even thine own self besides. Yea, brother, let me have joy of thee in the Lord, refresh my bowels in the Lord. Having confidence in thy obedience, I wrote unto thee, knowing that thou wilt also do more than I say. But withal prepare me also a lodging, for I trust that through your prayers, I shall be given unto you. There salute thee, Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, Marcus, Aristarchus, Demas, Lucas, my fellow laborers. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. What do you think? Quite a letter. The Apostle Paul clearly is very affectionate regarding Onesimus. You know, Onesimus, you know what that means? Profitable. Onesimus means profitable. And let me tell you something about a servant who steals from you and runs away. He's anything but that. The Apostle Paul encourages Philemon to receive Onesimus not as a servant, but as a brother. There's some things that stand out to me. But I wonder, before I share my thoughts, you're there, you're using your imagination, you saw this all take place, you knew about this servant who ran away. Hey, the church is going to be talking, right? Onesimus came back. Philemon's got some decisions to make. Hey, there's a letter from the Apostle Paul. We heard it. You heard it. Does anyone have any thoughts before I start sharing mine? I don't want to put any ideas in your head just yet. But just pretend you were there, listening to that letter, and you understood how this all played out. What would be your thoughts? What lessons might you receive from that letter as you heard that and as you saw This interaction between Paul, or between Onesimus and Philemon, I've got a thought back here. Yes, sir? What was that last part? Example of grace. Undeserved favor. Amen. Amen. There are some types, there are some examples here. There are some wonderful lessons that we can learn. Thank you, brother, for sharing. What about you? You're there. You heard the letter. I've got some hard decisions to make as Philemon. I've got to think through this. The Apostle Paul is really challenging me to do good to this slave who wronged me. It's in my power to do him harm. Any other thoughts, Mr. Fleming? Amen. We're all a part of the body of the Christ. Yes. You guys are gonna find out when I start sharing my points. Two of them have already been hit on. And there have only been two thoughts shared. So we're right there, we're on track together. I thought I saw another hand over here. Yes, Christopher. In the opening of the letter I thought was interesting. Paul describes himself as a prisoner. And in a sense, based on the advice that he's giving, go so- back. Amen. Amen. And you hit on another point. This is wonderful. You guys are encouraging my heart this morning. Brother Ray? Well, I think I would be very excited because my slave has come back. The man that led me to Christ, Apostle Paul, has also led him to Christ. And like it says in the 20th verse, Yea, brother, let me have joy of." The joy of the Lord is his strength, and he gets to disciple them and show him how the Christian life works in the church there, Mm -hmm. and and that just excites me because you get opportunity to do that, and it's very difficult, especially in our day, to get people, not to get people saved, to get them to come to church and get discipled. So i very excited. Yeah, amen. It's very clear that Onesimus is serious about his faith. The runaway slave came back because it was the right thing to do. According to who? According to Roman politics? No. According to the consulate cause? No. According to God. God's word is what defines for us what is wrong and right. And Onesimus wants to do right because that's what God would have him to do. That's why he came back. The apostle Paul encouraged him to do the right thing. And God gave this brand new Christian the strength to do what was right. Onesimus has no idea what's going to happen. But he's going to do the right thing anyway. Any other thoughts? Yes, sir? Finally, I ask you a question. He asks hard questions. What were you before you were saved? That's a good question. What was I before I was saved? Well, there's some passages that talk about me and you and how we were before we were saved. Selfish. Wanted to fulfill the desires of my own flesh. I wasn't a very nice man. And such were some of you. So, therefore, you were also a slave. Yes. And now you're hitting on one of my points. Amen. I was in bondage to my sin. Yes. I needed freedom. I desired freedom. I got freedom. Yes. By the way, you owe me everything. <laughs> By the way, you are all over another one of my points. I'm glad we think alike. This is beautiful, absolutely wonderful. Oh, we're going to take all the time. That's great. <laughs> Anything else this morning before I move on to share? Some of the things that just really jumped out to me. And I'm going to be honest to you. I read through this, and I just meditated and prayed and said, God, what would you have me to learn from this and what would you have me share? And I just want to share some things to you that jumped really jumped out to me. And they've jumped out to some of you as well. But before I share my thoughts, does anyone want to share anything else? I appreciate this. Brother Virgil, was it wrong that he ran away or that he stole? Yes. Okay, next question. <laughs> however, however, now we get into the providence of God. Something amazing was gained. God is in control, and God had a purpose. God had a purpose, and even though Phile- even though Onesimus he did what he did, but he did was wrong. In spite of that, God used that in an amazing way. You see, God's in control. and God has a plan and God has a purpose. And the Apostle Paul alludes to that in his letter. Where he says, he ran away, but he's came back and now you have him forever. And I'm going to talk about that more in a minute. Wonderful. Yes, sir? Good fundraiser? And th- yeah. <laughs> well that's a good question how would he pay him back when he's in jail but don't forget the apostle Paul also is of the mind that as Philemon prays for him that he will be released and that he will be able to come back and see Philemon again face to in face in fact he's so sure of that he says oh by the way prepare a place for me because, as you pray for me you know, believe God's going to answer your prayers and I'm going to get to come see you that's the thought here that's the thought here. It's a beautiful thought. And imagine this now. The Apostle Paul just said, pray for me that I might be released. As I'm thinking about that, how am I going to treat this slave that came back to me? I'm praying for someone who's in prison, who needs to be free, and now this man who, it would be a challenge to think through that and think about that. Yes, anything else? Yes, ma'am. Why did he run away? Because no one wants to be a slave. We don't know exactly sure the details of how he came to be a slave. And we don't know what happened that made him want to run away. But I don't know about you. I wouldn't want to be a slave. Would you? No. No. I may have some family someplace that I'm missing. Who knows? I don't know. But usually that's consensus. If you're the slave, you don't want to be. At least not to another person. Being a slave of Christ, well, that's a different story. Any other thoughts? Yes, sir, brother, uh, abnar I'm just fascinated that though, though he says on a logical basis, everything you have, we could say is mine, and treat Onesimus as if he is me. Yes. Yes, for love's sake, willingly, it's up to you. He says, I could, as you read earlier on, he says, I could be bold. I could just tell you what you ought to do, but no, I'm going to speak and ask you to reply for love's sake and willingly. And that speaks to our motivation and why we do what we do. Do we do what we do just because we, we can be cold and obedient? But we can be loving and willing. And that's, this speaks also to Paul's leadership style, by the way. The way he's writing and appealing to Philemon to do the right thing willingly. And it's very affectionate, this letter. He says, receive Philemon, he says, as my bowels. He says, as my heart. He says, I'm sending you my, I'm sending you my heart. That's what he's saying. I'm sending you my heart. Can it be any more affectionate than that? No. What a precious and special letter. Some things that stood out to me as I read through this. and as Philemon. I was quite encouraged at the beginning. Did you see the way the Apostle Paul described Philemon? One of the first things I notice here is the attributes of our character. What am I known for? What do people think about when they think of me? Someone said if I take care of my character, my reputation will take care of itself. Who am I? What am I known for? Is it important what you're known as as a child? what people know you for as a child, there's another popular saying that goes like this. The child is father to the man. Do you know what that means? You're becoming who you're going to be when you're a child. And that's why mom and dad children, are you listening? Because sometimes mom and dad just, you don't understand why they're doing that and why they're making you do that and you don't want to clean up your room and you don't want to do school and why can't I just do what I want and you're just like, Well, just like I was before I met Christ. (laughs) They're trying to teach you very important lessons. To work hard, to be diligent in what you do, to do the right thing according to God's word. Because who you are today, you're being developed into who you will become. So it's so very important as a child to receive instruction. Receive that instruction. And... The Apostle Paul has some instruction for Philemon. You know, you never stop receiving instruction. As a child of God, we never stop receiving instruction. So some of the characteristics of Philemon. The Apostle Paul in verse 1 describes him as his dearly beloved and fellow laborer. He says in verse 5 that he hears of his love and his faith toward Lord Jesus and toward all the saints. These are characteristics of Philemon. He's known as someone who loves people and who loves the Lord. And he's been quite the encouragement to the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul says of him in verse number 7, For we have great joy and consolation in thy love. Consolation means comfort. Because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother, he is a man where if you hang around him, and boy, I want this to describe me so much, as a child of God, as a brother, as a member of this body, as a father, as a husband. To be around Philemon is to be around someone who refreshes, who comforts, who gives joy. This is the kind of person Philemon is known for. The attributes of our character. Very important, what are you known for? I challenge you to answer that question. If you really want to be bold, ask somebody else. What am I known for? Be ready, be willing to receive it be willing to respond and change. Something else that stands out that's related to that to to me is the impact of our conduct. The impact of our conduct. Philemon's characteristics are an encouragement and a joy. So who we are, what we do, how we act, it has an impact on other people. At home, our brothers and sisters, moms and dads, at church, the body of Christ our neighbors, the impact of our conduct. The impact of Philemon's conduct was that it brought joy and consolation, comfort. Something else that stood out to me was the change in our conversation. That word conversation We read that from time to time in our scriptures and initially we hear conversation, we think about how we talk. Well, sort of. It's how your life talks. It's your lifestyle. Change in our conversation. You see, Onesimus, a slave who had obtained his freedom and ran away, came back. Why? Because there was a change in his conversation because now he no longer wanted to please himself. He wanted to please his God. And when you're a child of God, there ought to be a change in your conversation. A change in your conversation because you're reading the greatest book that was ever written. From a God who loves you more... more than we'll ever be able to fully understand, but boy, we see it in Jesus Christ. Oh man, what I know is enough. What I know is enough, and that should change our lives. Change in our conversation. He tells Philemon to receive Onesimus as a brother you know there is no respect to persons with god god doesn't show favoritism because of our status our skin color none of that matters to god the foundation was laid in the book of genesis we all every one of us are created in the image of god every one of us None of us are special because of who we are. In God's eyes, all he sees is people who are created in his image. And all he sees is people that he loves so much that he sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross to pay the price for their sins. All he sees is the people that he wants to be reconciled to. And Onesimus, on his runaway journeys, met the Apostle Paul, a prisoner in Rome. And can you imagine now, pretend that you're Onesimus, and you're there with the Apostle Paul, who's a prisoner? You know, the book of Romans was written probably about seven years before the book of Philemon, this letter. And here's this runaway slave. Who might think in his mind that he has his freedom. At least he ran away from Philemon. Got away from that. You know what the Apostle Paul is going to tell him? There's a greater freedom than what you have attained by running away from Philemon. I wonder if he shared with him verses from the book of Romans. Verses that we're all very familiar with, by the way sometimes referred to as the Roman's Road. Here's Onesimus, this runaway slave, and Paul says, "Uh, you need to know something else here, Mr. Onesimus, says the Apostle Paul. There's another. You're in bondage. You need to be freed from your sin. And he shares with him his problem. Now listen, children, these are verses that you review every year for Family Bible Talk. So you'll probably know most of them. He shares with Onesimus a problem. And the problem is this. And it's a problem that we all have. Onesimus, you are a sinner. Can anybody think of a verse that says, we're all sinners? Children? Raise your hand if you know a verse that says, we're all sinners. Yeah. Hey, listen. This this verse is a big deal. It's important. Whether you're a little one or a big one, Romans three twenty-three, right? Go ahead, shout it off. If you know it. Ready? Go. That includes me. That includes you. That included Onesimus. The apostle Paul is going to share with him. Hey, Onesimus, I know you got away from Philemon, but you got you got bigger problems. You're a sinner. You're a sinner. Romans three twenty-three. Yes. And then he goes on to tell them there's a penalty for that problem, by the way. The wages of sin is? Yeah. Yes, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Yes. And then we also have some good news. I'm a sinner. The penalty for my sin is death. That's what I deserve. That's the payment that I deserve. But God commendeth his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5:8. There's a payment. There's a payment. And there's a promise. And the promise is this in Romans 10:13 who can be saved? Who can be saved? Who knows? Who can be saved? Okay, I'm going to count to three and then tell me who can be saved. One, two, three. Yeah, you're all right. Yes. Whosoever. That means everyone. Calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's a promise. The Apostle Paul shared this message with Onesimus. And it changed his life and he gave his life to God and he wanted to do what was right. He wanted to do what was right. So that's a change in our conversation. There's a change in our citizenship. A change in our citizenship. What's that mean? Well, I'm not striving and working for things in this life. I've set my affections on things above, on heavenly things. I'm more interested in pleasing God than me. I'm more interested in investing in things of heaven than in things of this earth. A change in citizenship. Ugh, citizenship. I belong to God now. I'm a part of His His family. I've been seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I'm a child of the King. And I'm going to be with Him someday forever. Oh, by the way, He's with me right now. I don't have to wait. I'm a child of the king today. Right now. A change in citizenship. In verse 19, the Paul says, I will repay his debt. Then he reminds him, albeit I do not say to thee, how thou owest unto me even thine own self besides. And what that emphasizes for us is the value of the gospel. It's priceless. There is nothing greater that we can see, receive, than to become a child of a king. Than to become, through Jesus Christ, one who belongs to God. One whose relationships reconciled to him. And you know what we need to do? We need to do the same thing that Onesimus did. If you haven't done it yet, if you haven't given your life to God, you're away from God and you need to turn, and you need to go back. You need to come to God and say, God, I know I need you. You're in bondage, but if you come to God, he will free you. And the Apostle Paul says, when you look to his debt, look to me, I'll take care of it. And God says, if you come to me through Jesus Christ... When I look at you, I'm going to see him. Because your sin's been laid to his account. He paid it for you. A change in citizenship. A change in citizenship. The Apostle Paul says about Onesimus. Verse 15. For perhaps he therefore departed for a season that thou shouldest receive him forever. A couple things come to my mind when I read that forever part. But the thing that I think about most is the fact that because they're brothers in Christ, they will dwell together for all eternity. He's your brother now, forever. Yeah, he may never run away again. He's going to do what's right. But he may work to obtain his freedom, or who knows? You see, we don't know what Philemon did. The Apostle Paul pleads and makes it clear that, hey, this guy, he's profitable for me too. Boy, he was such an encouragement to me while he was here. In fact, I would like to have kept him here because he was so useful to me. He really lived up to his name. But the right thing to do was to send him back to you. The last thing that jumps out that I'll share today is in verse number 25. It says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Paul's closing prayer to Philemon. The grace, the kindness of Christ. What does his kindness look like? We just saw it illustrated in the life of the Apostle Paul. We see what it looks like when you're filled with the kindness of God. And he prays, and he says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. The very last thing that jumped out to me is the closeness of Christ. If we belong to him, he dwells inside of us. Our bodies are his temple. And he bears witness with our spirit, our inner man. And when we're in fellowship with God, we're having communion with him, we've opened our heart's door that he may come in and dine with us. We get to enjoy this fellowship, and this fellowship enables us to do the right thing. How could Onesimus, this runaway slave, go back? How could Philemon forgive this man who has wronged him? Because of the closeness of Christ. Because of Christ in us, strengthening us, helping us to do what's right, giving us peace and comfort, transforming us, enabling us As we go forward, we're motivated by our love for him and we're willing to do what's right. What a precious letter. I hope you've been encouraged this morning. I know God used this letter to encourage my heart as I meditated on it throughout the day yesterday. Let's take a moment to pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much. For your precious word thank you for your love thank you for laying our sin to the account of Christ who paid in full our debt because of that we're your child if we've given our lives to you I thank you for the testimony of Philemon, the characteristics, his attributes, what he was known for. I thank you for the Apostle Paul and his heart's desire to encourage Philemon to do what is right. I thank you for the courage of Onesimus to be willing to do what is right. All of this possible only because of our fellowship, their fellowship with you. And you'll help us today too, Lord. You'll enable us to do what is right if we'll be motivated by our love for you. We will willingly give you our hearts. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.